everyone, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, where each week we find out just what makes our Oklahoma songwriters tick. If you've ever been interested in the process of how songs get written, or if you're a songwriter looking for tips and inspiration, then you are in the right place. I do one-on-one interviews with your favorite Oklahoma artists and dig into why and how they write their music. I'm your host, Jared Voluch, and I'm very, very happy you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, and as always, I'm Jared Voluch, and today we are joined by two Normanites, CJ and Stieg. How are you guys doing? Solid. Doing great. Good, man. How was the long trek over here? <laughs> what, what about, about 10, 15 minutes? It's great. Rock on. <laughs> I can't thank you guys enough for being here. It's nice to have a, uh, well, it's really exciting to have a different sound, and you guys have something that nobody else is doing that I know of, um, and your your style is something that, I don't know, I think people are really going to appreciate and really have fun listening to Frankly, I'm I'm kind of yeah. surprised people aren't aren't doing it. You know, I'm 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 just a little surprised, I suppose. <laughs> I think people are afraid. I, most of the time, well, I'm maybe not afraid. Mostly, I used to ask myself why people weren't doing some of the things that I was doing in music, but then I realized it's because not everybody can do what I do. Not everybody can do what you do. So you <laughs> guys play to your strengths just like the rest of us do. If I could do that, I'd fucking do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, you guys are really going to dig this song at the end. Here we are. I'm excited. Um, I get. I can't wait to mix and play around with it, make it sound <laughs> even better. Thank you, man. Of course. So, all right, let's start this thing off. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, let people know who CJ and Steve are. Well, essentially... Uh, We'd met up in high school. It would have been your junior year, right? Um, I think it was your junior year, my senior year. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. sophomore year. I'm pretty sure you're like two years ahead of me. Anyway, hope point is we'd uh, we met in high school. I think I had just Did you lost. guys go to Norman High? We went to Norman North. Norman, Norman North. That's right. Yeah. We talked about that. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, we The one that uh, sucks. <laughs> well, okay now. <laughs> Norman High wasn't much better. I don't know if it, yeah, was, I, if it was better. I, that's I, where I, I wouldn't went. be surprised. We had our Honestly. problems. <laughs> but we'd, uh, I'd actually just lost a bass player. He'd uh, went off and did his thing. Mm. And so uh, one day I think I'd just ran into him. I think I was just playing guitar in the hallway. I think I was playing Sound of Silence, was it? And uh, as I was playing it and singing it, he just kind of joined in. And... I was immediately blown away by how well, you know, our voices matched. and Yeah, you guys definitely, your voices meld together really, really well. And uh, it was, uh, I guess from there, things just kind of turned into what they are. Nice, man. That's amazing. Uh, so, well, shoot, tell us, uh, have you, were you born and raised in Norman, both of you guys? or Raised. Raised? Yeah, raised. All right. So where are we originally from? Mesa. Arizona. Nice. And I was uh, born in OKC, spent the first few years of my life in Noble, and then moved over here around six or seven, I think, roughly. Oh, yeah. That's cool, man. So how was it uh, growing up in the great state of Oklahoma <laughs> so far? <laughs> I spent like, oh, I want to say like 15 years of my life out in the country. 
It's pretty quiet. Backyard to run around in. It was it was chill. It was it was a chill time. Nice. That's usually the best time. I uh, I actually was born here in Norman, and uh, I was raised on a farm just on the very southern edge. And uh, I, yeah, I remember running around in the woods, running around through the mm-hmm. creek beds, climbing all the trees. Yeah, not having to think about where you're going, when you're coming home, or well, except for when someone's yelling your name <laughs> from, from a mile away. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, man, that was uh, it's great to be able to grow up in the country. I I think you get to do yeah. things that. Well, you get to do a lot of things that are pretty much obsolete now. Yeah. People don't tend to let their kids uh, run around too much in neighbor, even in close neighborhoods anymore. I mean, yeah. when you got like a big old backyard, I mean, you're not, you're not ever like super concerned, you know? Your kid's got a whole ton of space to run around in. They know where they're going. Oh, yeah. That's how it was for me. Same awesome. here, for sure. Did you grow, out, uh, grow up out in the country at all? Yeah, I mean... uh First, first few years were again in Noble, mm-hmm. out on a, I think we we're on a small acreage, nice. and had a lot of room there. And then when we moved to Norman, we actually moved to the lake house that's just out over by the Seven Eleven and the graveyard. Oh, I double okay, okay. uh, lived there and was a caretaker there for years. So, for another majority of my life, spent out on that pretty big property, running around and being a general outdoorsy person. Rock on. Maybe there's something about that. Lends itself to us being artists. I don't know. The freedom. Maybe. <laughs> Run around. Uh, well, cool. So what is? what are your musical backgrounds? What were your first instruments? Was it your voice, maybe? <laughs> um, I think my first <coughs> instrument was probably the recorder in elementary school. Rock on. Killed it. Crushed it, right? Kill it. Yeah. Kill it. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's my background? <laughs> um, Even inspirations. The, I uh, mean, the first piano, uh, the first instrument I ever touched and like plonked something out on was a piano. I was like, I was like three years old, knew the, knew the melody to Twinkle Twinkle. So I was like, all right, let's get, let's get it. So Nice. So you were pounding <clears throat> it out by ear at an early age. Yeah. Nice. And then I think I started, my first instrument was piano. I started playing, I got piano lessons starting at around, I think it was probably around six or seven. It was about when I first started, moved over to Norman. Nice. And uh, I yeah. think piano is probably the best way for anybody to start out with instruments. Oh, yeah. Just because right you there. can, yeah, everything's laid out in front of you and you can, it's the best musical um, layout for learning theory. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Once you get that, you can get just about anything else that's thrown at you. Oh, yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah, everything else is... I mean, with wind instruments and brass instruments, that there's a different skill set that goes along with it, but yeah, you have almost tunnel vision when you're playing a single-note instrument. Um, hell, even guitar is a tough way to learn theory just because yeah. the, the chord layout is doesn't necessarily make sense <laughs> in the normal fashion. Uh, well, cool. So what else did you guys, what did you move on to? I did, um, I did clarinet in the sixth grade. Uh, started at uh, last chair. Um, second chair test rolled around. I got kicked right all the way up to first. Nice. I, uh, I got, I got, I got... Needless to say, tired of being being the last chair. So I was like, I, I think I want to get better at this. <laughs> so this is embarrassing. I, 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 I put my nose to the grindstone, and sure enough, yeah, shot all the way up. 
And uh, for me, I think the next instrument I learned how to play was violin in fifth grade. Fifth all right. grade and all through high school orchestra and backyard jams, doing some fiddle play and all that. Oh, nice. So you still play violin now? Yeah. Yeah. Rock on. Not as good as I used to be, I think, but it's still still a lot of fun. Can kind of hold my own. I get that. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, so do you? Are you're recording right now, aren't you? You guys have been working on some tracks and things. <laughs> Trying to track, single yeah. track. A track. Well, <laughs> yeah. single is, singles are the way to go in today's musical world. Releasing full albums is it's not as smart anymore. Uh, most people will focus on just one track at a time. Even major artists are just releasing one track at a time, unless you're Taylor Swift, who has a very, very dedicated audience who's going <laughs> to yeah. snap up everything she releases within an instant anyways. I've always seen like a, an album as like, just like a giant painting. It's just a yeah. big freaking painting. You, just look at, you can look at the whole thing for ages and, yeah. and still pick out little details. I, I think that's like, I'm pretty sure that's what an album's supposed to be. In essence. Yeah. It's supposed to be one gigantic collected work. Today, it's not as much that. It's just a collection of singles. That's quite odd yeah. to me. Yeah. It all used to be one big story, like 12 chapters or 13 chapters yeah. of a story. Yeah. That's the, that's the kind of stuff I love. Like a lot of the... A lot of the like tool stuff and mm-hmm. perfect circle, you know, you listen to A lot to those of those guys stuff. still operate that way too. Yeah. And you listen to their albums and yeah, it's because they're badasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like he said, like a painting almost. Things like it just transitions seamlessly from one song to the other instead of a abrupt change. Right. Yeah, I love it. I miss it. Mm-hmm. But sure. now we live in a weird, a really weird <coughs> streaming world of music. <laughs> That's what happens when information's able to get so rapidly displaced just everywhere. Right. You've got this medium of just instant knowledge. Yeah. Well, and yeah, that's because everything's so instant, it drops away just as quickly. Yep. People listen to, it seems like people listen to music for a moment and then it's, and then they're moving on to another new thing, another new moment. There's no more leaving a CD in your car for months at a time and jamming out to that one album just to appreciate things more and more and to catch new things and listen to new things. People don't dive in the way they used to. Yeah. The notion that that's like quote unquote old fashioned, that's, that's, that, that's quite odd to me. That That's just not the done thing. I don't know. Well, we're moving faster and faster now. Everything is just coming across faster. True. Uh, and it just seems like it's accelerating to me. Yeah. That's why you see in any given year, you'll see the same four chord progression in every hip hop song for that entire year. And then they move on to another one and that they like, <clears throat> yep. and that, you know, catches the ear a certain way and then they'll move on. Yeah. It's uh, it's like a formula that they have down or something. It's very more, it's very formulaic. And sometimes I'm mad about it, but, and sometimes I'm like, you know what, you're, smart you know you figured out how to make the most out of your time and your money yeah so you're rich i'm not (laughs) yeah it's like bella delphine selling bath water (laughs) (laughs) nice 
So when did you guys start performing maybe individually? What uh, Did you guys have many projects before you guys got together? Nah, not really. Oh. Mostly just there band was, stuff. Like I had, I had again, I was in a band before he came along, had a drummer, and we kind of just did little stuff for high school because this was, again, high school time. And Yeah. Well, and you guys are still pretty young, right? You're, how old are you? I just turned 24 about a month ago. 24, and then Steve? I turned 22 in like four days. 22? Oh, yeah. So you guys have got a lot of your experiences just together yeah. as a group. And that's that can form a really strong bond and a strong uh, musical relationship. And if you build off of that, man, that's the way to do it. I, the guy who plays keys for me, I've played with him since we were in middle school. Oh, oh wow. Hell yeah. Dude. I mean, we uh, we competed for chairs in band <laughs> all, all the way up through uh, high school and into college, too. And then... Uh, yeah, he finished his degree. <laughs> <laughs> I got sidetracked. <laughs> Congratulations, guy, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he pounds away on that thing every week, and then uh, we go play shows together. It's beautiful. Right on. Oh, man. So, uh, so when did you guys start performing? That would have been again. I think that was in high school, my my senior year, most likely. My either sophomore or junior year. Yeah, we played just for. Uh, I think it started out just as like talent shows and little battle of the bands for high school, and then after we'd gotten out of that, it kind of moved into the more local scene. We'd, uh, I think we'd started out playing at places like Michelangelo's, just. Oh yeah. Another like, as you do. Back in the day when it was a little bit more, you know, got a little bit more business. Mm. And uh, then we did a lot of more plugged-in stuff and took that to the streets, like Studio Inc. used to have us play behind their alley and melt faces and scare oh, nice. people away. <laughs> yeah. And, Is that Aaron? Uh, yeah. That owns that yeah, place? Yeah, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to go do a couple of things there at one point in time. Yeah. I got all of this done by one of the artists that were working there. So oh, right my on. whole arm piece here. Yeah, they did great work for sure. Oh yeah. I love that place. It's yeah. uh they attract some really good working uh tattoo artists, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. You've heard some good things. Jeez. I've heard some good things about that place. Yeah. Uh David Man, he's gonna kill me if he ever hears this. <laughs> <laughs> David Heck something. <laughs> Rogers. David Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's the one that did my arm. Um, and he did all the tag work out back of uh, Studio Inc., I think. Yeah. Or he did it on uh, the Adam and Eve store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's a really, really talented guy. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, he is. Um, so yeah, you guys started performing in high school. And then where did that lead? I know uh, Josh, Mr. Joshua Polishek, who I've had on here, he was... Really, really happy the first time he had you guys uh, <laughs> out at the open mic night at the Blue Bonnet. That was actually our um, that was our first time hopping back in the scene after a, about a after quite a, a whole hiatus. Was it like a year, nice. year and a half, roughly. We'd stop playing, and then I had uh, gotten out of a, a a relationship. When of course was feeling you know all the worst feelings you could possibly feel, and uh, the only way that could have uh, only way I had to take care of that was to hit a stage. So. Hit him up again for the first time in, you know, ages, ages, ages. about playing and said, Did you fall away into the relationship type of deal? 
Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't very pretty. I get that. Had my shit worried. Yeah. I've done that before, and uh, yeah, I've lost. I've chosen music over everything I've ever done, <laughs> which is why I'm still single. <laughs> but, but my whole world is music, and I'm happy, and I meet a lot of cool people, man. And yeah, I can't complain for sure. about that. That's funny. <laughs> So when did you guys start writing then? Probably just, I mean, I'm sure it all goes back to high school for you, but do you guys, yeah. so let's talk about your actual writing process. Do you guys write together or do you actually, do you kind of form an idea or do you form an idea? And then once you have something more solid, come together. There's generally no like rhyme or reason. We it's either we'll we'll generate something outside of each other's company or we'll we'll sit down together and it'll happen anyway. Nice. Yeah. Do you guys usually come up with your music first or is it uh, lyrics first or story idea first? Chaos. Okay. <laughs> I think all together kind of thing. <laughs> I think most I of that. the time it generally starts off with the music or a a riff of some kind that we both really enjoyed and kind of work around that and and a build on the song more either with a you know more riffage or some words that kind of go with that a tune anything kind of like that nice all right so what what kind of inspires you guys then hmm that would that feels like it's a lot of the times uh it's just kind of feelings in a way, mm -hmm. like it's a maybe something in the world is happening that we don't fully agree with, or something makes us unhappy about the world. That feeling of anger, you know, yeah, and helplessness kind of put that into our music. Or if there's a kind of more sorrowful feeling, work with that. But that's generally what it, at least how I take it. I like it. Whenever I hear you guys. I feel that tension in your chest that you get when you're feeling frustrated, you know, or uh, like when that thing is in the back of your mind and it just won't go away, when something has happened to you and it's, uh, it creates a darkness kind of mm -hmm. feeling. Anybody that I feel like anybody that's ever had painful, situations in their lives kind of would gravitate to this type of sound. You guys have a very, and it's not angry. The thing that I, I appreciate yeah. about what you guys do is it's, it feels very rock alternative, but it also, there's not, I don't feel anger necessarily more of a, um, intentional pointed. It's <sighs> a bit like brooding. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very brooding yeah. sound. I like that. But yeah, it's really, really good. Guess I love it's, it. It's probably because we brood a lot. I mean, yeah, we're very. Oh, um, You're at the perfect age it? for it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we we let our we let our um, negative emotions kind of uh, condense into a uh, a white dwarf kind of you know <laughs> really really dense star, and uh, it seethes. Into our music. Right, yeah. 
Nice. Can't live with that kind of pressure on your chest. So there's only <laughs> one way to get that out. No, you're absolutely right. And you guys have found a really, really cool way to compress those feelings and turn it into some really, really beautiful art. Um, Thank you. Yeah, man, of course. Um, people need to hear this stuff. It's something that I'm happy to see come back, come out of Norman, especially come out of Norman. This is my hometown. So <laughs> got a little pride here. <laughs> Um, glad to be a part of the show right (laughs) so do you guys practice like other styles and stuff like what do you you have a very alternative and rock based style um did you guys practice other stuff do you guys practice other stuff now or i play ocarina in my spare time i listen (laughs) to video game soundtracks i'm big into orchestral movements i got a pretty pretty eclectic taste beautiful I shouldn't say practice, but definitely like been around and listened to a lot of different stuff. I'm nice. sure like a like some of the more folks they kinda of, or even bluegrass kind of stuff listen to that. Oh yeah. <laughs> blues, love blues and just anything like yeah, just kinda listen to different stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean you always have to listen to other stuff. And I find yeah. Most musicians listen to just about everything. There's not yeah. really a set style. Rock people don't listen to just rock. You know, jazz musicians yeah. don't just listen to jazz. Like, you got to be open across the board. Yeah, for sure. Or you get you get tired of your own style. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, gets, it yeah. gets boring. Yeah. That's awesome. As for practice. Yeah. Pro- probably not. Just kind of play whatever <laughs> yeah. we feel, I guess. Yeah. Whatever comes out. Whatever I'm like, capable of doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever's like, ooh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. So what did you guys practice to, uh, like, what kind of, I know you guys play some covers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what artists do you usually cover? Oh, God. There's Alice in Chains. A lot of Alice in Chains and Perfect Circle. Nice. Um, Tool, and Tool. You just think of all that nineties carnival, all the nineties and early two thousands kind of alt rock kind of thing. It's nice. It's kind of what seem we seem to gravitate towards. We've really gravitated towards Alice in Chains because we really enjoyed their uh, sound and uh, the harmony vocals that they have in there. They're yeah. like probably the most memorable Alice in Chains album. Hot hot take. Yeah. Dirt, dude. Yeah. Dirt was a great album. Yeah, they pulled. Well, that dude was in pain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you could, yeah. You could definitely tell from his voice, and I was really attracted. I think we both were really attracted to that sound. And Yeah, it's hard not to be gravitated it. towards that. That was, my, uh, that was my favorite group growing up was Alice in Chains. Oh, yeah. Definitely say the same when it comes to that whole like grunge and '90s rock scene. Absolutely, I think they were probably at least they in were the my most opinion. real to me. Yeah, um, you had Nirvana, who kind of they were the polarizing group, I guess, mm-hmm. for the nation. But I never really, I personally never had a big pull towards Nirvana. Yeah, but I did when I was younger. But as I grew, Allison Chains stayed. And uh, 
I definitely still hold like a fondness towards Nirvana. It's just that um, there's a feeling and there's a place for it. Um, it. I'd almost call Nirvana a bit more of a, a darker form of, of brooding, but I don't real I don't really know what to call that. Like if you've ever heard anything from Incesticide, that's hmm. that's a that's a good example. There's some there's some interesting tunes on there. I'll have to take a second look at it. Cause even whenever they were popular I didn't listen to a lot that wasn't I didn't do very many deep tracks. Like have you heard Milk It? That's uh <laughs> oh boy that's, that, that's, that that's was, got a feeling to uh, it and, yeah that's uh, definitely <laughs> got a certain feeling insanity I think that's uh, maybe that's what it was it. he was a little more he felt like so free his lyrics felt so free like of any real like almost just an abstract artist yeah, yeah it's um, it was very like I don't want to say Van Gogh because it's a painter, but you know, it, it is very abstract in that in that sort of sort of manner. But the way it conveys those feelings, it just it just does it so well. Yeah, it's like it was made for it, in my opinion. No, there's something to that. Um, I was talking with somebody who was. I forget what the form of poetry is called, but it's um, it's a form of poetry where you don't. There's no message clearly written, but the words that are said are words that may almost take your mind on a trip of its own, where just the words <coughs> trigger something different for every person. So there's no real, it's not, he's, the, whoever's reading this isn't telling a story, but they're saying words that make your mind react in certain ways and take you to a place. And so like it, subliminal it, messages. Yeah, almost, almost like that. It, but it allows it for every uh, every person to be kind of, to interpret it their own way. And I forget what that's called, but maybe somebody will be able to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> send, me a, send me an email and tell me what, what I need to know. Please come school me. Right in yes. the comments below. <laughs> that's what this is about. Smash that like button. Yeah, if anybody's got anything that you can say, I don't have an ego about all any of this stuff. And all these are just thoughts, mostly. <laughs> So let's talk about uh, let's talk about we are or here we are. Um, (laughs) All right, you're not. What is that group? We are. We are. We are. Oh my, that's uh. What is that? Never mind. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna bother trying to recall that right now. (laughs) Uh, As soon as I said, I was like, wait. Youth of nation. Yeah. But be that, careful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get... You're about to get a copyright <laughs> yeah, right on right top of your head, man. Yeah. Leave a comment below. And <laughs> Please. The song. If I get... If somebody has the ability to send that or uh, to send me some kind of copyright thing, then <laughs> that means that I'm doing something right because enough people are hearing it. There we go. <laughs> um, when co- getting copyright stricken is actually... a Promising <laughs> turn of events. Yeah, Jesus. that's where I'm at in my, in my adult journey. Same here, bud. Uh, but yeah, I want to talk about your writing process a little bit through mm. how you guys wrote. Here we are. So go okay. 
let's talk about here we are and uh, be detailed about how you guys actually sat down and wrote, even if it's boring, even if it's, you know, a loop pedal playing the same verse over and over and over and over again. And us yeah. just sitting there for hours. Yeah. Just <laughs> toiling away at what should be on that piece of paper. It actually, it had, it had started out as a love song for the uh, relationship I'd gotten out of. Fun fact, it was, uh, I'd writ- wrote the whole thing by myself, but in the end, I didn't like it any of it aside from right. aside okay. from the chorus which stayed the same essentially i think we kept the chorus and then scrapped literally the rest of the song and then i approached him with it and said you know hey i really enjoyed this chorus and these words but i hate the rest of the song please help <laughs> and then like he said took a monkey wrench to it yeah we sat down and uh you know, I looped it on a on on a on a pedal, put it on a loop pedal. Same thing. We'd come up with uh, some kind of instrumentation. The instrumentation you heard and liked that. And from there, we worked with uh, vocal melodies. And once we'd found the melody itself, we started putting words to it. Man, so do you guys do all of your vocal melodies just off of your ear, pretty yeah, much? Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Jeez. It's really well done. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of the harmonies do tend to have a bit more of a... <coughs> I don't want to say like a a complex side to it, but I definitely don't like strictly doing thirds or strictly doing fifths. I tend to, I tend to mix stuff up a little bit. So there's definitely a bit of deliberance to it. Yeah. As it well, you, you do a lot of landing on the four and resolving to the third which is that it's kind of a classic and that's what that reminds me of the Alice in Chains influence a right. lot but there's not a soul doing it anymore <laughs> like, oopsie not a soul is doing it I know Jerry's yeah. happy <laughs> he's gotta be happy uh, but yeah so you guys just pound that out and loop it and then just kind of go through yeah, it's most uh, of the time how it works. And it's and it can take, I mean, hours yeah. on just I mean, I think we've spent easily two, three, four hours just sitting there looping and just listening to the exact same thing. It's literally just it's almost like brainwashing yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Brainwashing yourself with the same painful. lick. It <laughs> you know, nah. it it it's it kind of is and also It's like not. running through a maze. <laughs> But there's got to be the way out. <laughs> Where the fuck? <laughs> there's no way we're getting out of this one alive, yeah, boys. <laughs> That's beautiful. So I've seen some videos on uh, Facebook. You guys do have drums now. Working on that. We're, uh, she's definitely seeming really interested. Uh, working so far with D Buffer, fantastic musician. Awesome. And that was the videos that you think you saw were of our first practice. We would, we'd sat down, jammed over at Mike's house. And um, that was just kind of on the fly. Like she'd never 
really heard these. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> other than like one time, you know, like yeah. and that's not even like plugged in. That's pretty yeah. good. Blown away by her drumming. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic artist. I was loving what I heard, man. It was so good <laughs> to hear. She was wicked. Hear some rhythm backing yeah. you guys up because you, that was one thing I was really rooting for is for you guys to get some <laughs> drums and stuff and be able to. Because you've got such a big sound just by yourselves. If you add that rhythm section, it would be nice to have some more lead guitar. Yeah. But with what you do, the vocals are so polarizing whenever I listen to you guys that I don't fucking have to have. (laughs) I don't have to have a lead guitar player shredding anything, honestly. Um, So I really like it. Thank you, man. So you said, (laughs) here we are started as a love song. Yes. And, and now it ended up being what? Just a weird song about. It's a reflection, really. Mm-hmm. It's about oh, yeah. uh, like a hopeful reflection. Our take on humanity. Yeah. It's like a, even though all the things around us may not be good, it's essentially saying we're still here for you. Nice, man. In essence, it's uh, definitely one of the lesser sad songs. <laughs> And that's hard to do. Um, Earlier on in most people's songwriting careers, I find that it's that's what gets you writing is are the negative emotions, and it gets it's super hard to write. It's easier to write hopeful than it is to write happy, but it's not easy to write hopeful (laughs) because it feels like whenever you're hopeful, you feel good and you don't need to write a song about it. You're just like riding the high. Right. That's why you don't hear much from Adele anymore. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> she, well, you guys remember. Um, choked on my cough. <laughs> well, same with Sam Smith. Yeah. Yeah. They got their hearts broken, created a, yeah. created hits. And then next thing you know, they turned around and got happy and everything Life just kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Success is the worst thing to happen to an artist. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Makes you wonder what would happen if the world started running out of bad stuff to talk about. <laughs> no, I don't think we're in any, any danger. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No. We'll never have to no worry need, about that. No need to even get started on that. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you guys remember uh, Stained and yeah. their... Well, obviously you remember Stained, but like... Uh, do you remember 14 Shades of Grey? 14 Shades of Grey... That was their album. I do not. Oh wait, mm, nobody nope, really nope, remembers nope, it. No, I don't. Nope. Yeah, because that was his. That was when life got good for Aaron Lewis. Oh, dang! <laughs> dang. And they wrote that album. Uh, because yeah, I think they broke up after they. No, they. I can't remember. I don't think they stayed together after Fourteen Shades of Grey. I think they kind of <laughs> went their own ways. Because life was awesome. And then <laughs> they were like, oof, nobody liked that. Now that we just record. have to write about how we don't have money anymore because we can't yeah. produce a hit. <laughs> yeah. Well, then Aaron decided Jeez. I'm going to be a country artist because that's what I want to be. Right. And we all... Him and Darius Rucker. Oh, my. Yeah, we know how that... Weirdos. Yeah, we know how that went. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least Darius got Wagon Wheel out of the deal. Don't even get don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Thanks for ruining that song, Darius. <laughs> oh man, it's greatly well done. But now everyone's playing it. 
that's where it felt like no one used to play that song. I was playing that song with my dad, our buddy Frankie Orr, and, you know, doing this out on back porch jams way before that song blew up. Like, Oh, yeah. We were the only people I'd heard that were playing it, too, aside from, you know, Old Crow themselves. But Now I have to play it at every wedding. Yeah. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yes, I see the the degradation in music <laughs> quite often because of the requests that I get. Oh, man. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys are all awesome. <laughs> it's a flesh jukebox. Yeah. Pardon? A flesh, ju- a flesh jukebox. Uh, well, we're in a... That reminds me again. Like, it's not... We've pulled into an era where, in America especially, it's it's much more about the vocalist than it is about the music itself. Yeah. They right. want a polarizing vocal, or Americans won't even really... They won't even see it as quality. Mm-hmm. You could have the best band in the world... And aside from other musical, truly musicians, uh, outside of that, that people won't even really give it a listen if they don't, if it doesn't have a pleasing voice that's just smashed on top out front of everything. So we're kind of thinking, kind of like Bob Dylan almost, where it's like the lyric content is fantastic. That's so weird. Fantastic lyric content. The uh, I've always favored the instrumentals. Oh yeah, you're a musician. I got it. They're just so good, dude. You don't need vocals when. What's in front of you is already just the most grandiose thing. Like, yeah. like Animals as Leaders is a prime example of that. You don't need any vocals thrown onto that, dude. Just listen to the music. Yeah. I agree. The mu- yeah. Music can definitely convey just the instrumental itself can convey a certain emotion for sure. Yeah. I'll just listen to funk and jazz bands whenever oh. I'm trying to decompress. Yeah. And, like, get away from hearing voice because I'm a singer, so I sing and I study voices all the time. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I'm actually wanting to enjoy music, most of the, I will gravitate towards just strictly musical uh, or yeah. instrument, instrumental music. Right. So I get that for sure. Vocals tend to make things more complex when you start <coughs> throwing ideas in there, you know? They do. And you a lot of times you have to strip away any complexity of the instrumentation when a voice is introduced into a song because it will distract or it's, or it has to be done in such a way that they really share that spotlight. I mean, it has to, it's a yeah. very, very balance, very careful balancing act. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that the more I started recording my own music and other people as well, finding the spots for things to embellish and then go away. Yeah. Mm. So what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys doing anything other than music these days? Uh, right now, this is all I do. That's amazing. Pretty much trying to subsist off of it. It's Granted, good. it's not. <laughs> it's doable. <laughs> With the two of you, it is doable. And you can make a, a decent living. You can get by for sure. And then hopefully flourish a little bit on top of that um, if you stay small. If you guys can keep it to like a three piece for now. I yeah. Mean, um, for bigger festivals and stuff, you could pull like a full band easily enough. But that's what I see right now in Oklahoma. It's kind of hard to support a full band because there's not a lot yeah. of places that offer that. I I don't know if that it's clout. They yeah, <laughs> they they, I don't know pay. if they even offer enough to pay. You know, if you can pull two two fifty, 
per gig and just stack your calendar. You're yeah. Good. Definitely trying to work on that, trying to get more busy, more busy. Right. Yeah, we all are. I've, I do a lot of weddings so that I can kind of pick and choose what I do. <laughs> so I get it. But, uh, man, uh, so we're kind of marching towards the end of this deal. Um, what, where can people find you? How should people kind of search for you guys right now? I know this stuff is coming in the future as well, and I'm sure it's a building process right now, but yeah, people should be able to hear this stuff. Well, right now you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, should be under CJ and Stig on Facebook. It's a CJ space and space Stig Instagram. It's all just ran together. That's yeah. I-E-G. Yeah. Stig with S-T-I-E-G. I-E-G. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And uh, working on some more stuff, hopefully. Hopefully we can get like a Twitter soon. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> uh, to add more. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest of the poo barrels. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Dang, maybe, maybe a little more of a savory analogy might be a more appreciated. Uh, it's okay. I think you got the idea through. <laughs> yeah, Twitter's uh, it's intense. <laughs> Shoot. Um, yeah. Anything else that you guys are working on? Um, definitely trying to get the Electric Act going. We're gonna. Oh yeah. I'm sure we'll probably post some announcements whenever we. Uh, try to get that ball rolling and officially on wheels and going somewhere we'll definitely post that on our socials and maybe even change the name we'll see but for now uh this is what it'll be i think it'll be this way for a while nice so uh do you guys have any big shows coming up um within the next month or two because i'll try to release this will be released um next week i think oh cool um don't think we have anything huge. We do have a show at the Blue Bonnet. That'll be fun. Nice. What are you? That's huge. That's huge for us. That's, cause that's our that's first time playing huge. there. Huge. So I'm super excited to play there. It's like home base for us again. So we're met Josh it and is. yeah, Michelle and Tanner are freaking awesome, and uh, they're doing a lot to support uh, the local scene, <laughs> especially. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man, that's good. When are you doing uh, Blue Bonnet? That should 30th. be on the 30th. 30th? Yeah. Awesome. 30th, so. Should October be. October 30th. October 30th. Coming soon to a theater near you. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but that's about it. We've got that and another show at Bison, which is, I think, around a week after that. Not exactly sure on the date at the moment. But. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, all right, guys. Shoot. Uh, thank you for coming and doing this, man. Thanks it's, for having uh, us. Yeah, thank you I'm for having us, I'm excited to get man. to spend a little time with you and get to know you a little better. Um, yeah. But yeah, you guys stick around and listen to Here We Are by CJ and Stieg. This thing, it's going to it's gonna make you feel good, and it's going to make you want to hear a lot more from them. So you guys get out to the Blue Bonnet on the 30th of October, 2019, <laughs> and please <laughs> check them out. And uh, stay tuned. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram because I have a feeling these guys are going to be doing some really, really cool things here in Oklahoma and hopefully beyond. So thank you guys for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.
goals to achieve.
Soon you'll believe 